For today, we're going to start out with a, a worship song called Whom Shall I Fear? And we should fear no one because we have God on our side. I call you're on the morning sun through darkness fields and night we cannot hide the light whom shall I fear you crush the enemy underneath my feet you are my sword and shield troubling God still whom shall I fear I know who goes before me I know who stands behind the God of angels armies is always by my side the one who reigns forever he is a friend of mine the God of angels Angels armies always by my side. The strength in your name, for the strength in your name, you can be there to say, You will deliver me from the victory. Shall I fear? Fear nobody. Here we go now. I know who goes before me. I know who stands behind. The God of angels' armies is always by my side. The one who reigns forever. He is a friend of mine. The God of angels' armies always by my Against me, I'll say, You hold the whole world in your hand. I'm holding on to all your promises, Lord. You are faithful. You are faithful. Nothing more is me, I should say. Behind the God of angels. Oh. 
arm is always by my side. Amen, right? He's always by your side. You know, just, just be there. For, and he's always there for you. Amen, right? This is a great song. Uh, Bless the Lord, O my soul, O my soul, and worship his holy name. That's what we're here for today. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, O oh, oh, my soul, and worship His holy name. If you're at home, stand up off the couch and sing with me. Sing forever before, no, my soul, and worship His holy name. The sun comes up. A new day is growing. It's time to sing that song again. Whatever passes, whatever lies before me, let me sing when need it comes. Right, here we go. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Oh, my soul, and worship His holy name. Seem like ever before. Oh, my soul, and worship His holy name. You're rich in love, and you're slow to anger. heart is kind. All that goodness, keep it on singing. Ten thousand reasons for my heart to find. Here we go. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, and worship His holy like ever before, oh my soul, and worship His holy name. Oh yeah, bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship His holy, holy name. Sing, oh my soul. Oh, till it's ending, 10,000 reasons for my heart and more. Come on, one more time, y'all. Here it comes, build it, here it comes. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, oh, oh my soul, and worship His holy name. Oh, my soul, and worship His holy name. 
importantly worship his holy name you know isn't it great to, to worship the Lord especially you know af after we celebrate Christmas we can we can worship him and and wake up and 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 get blessed by great music to get you in the spirit of things you know and um, it's 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 a wonderful thing that we can we can be out here and and reach you in your living room, you know, and, and we can, we can, you can sing with me, and you can, you can make as much noise, run around the house, and, and say hallelujah, you know, why not, you know, I, I think that it's, it's great to be able to just be excited about what our God has done for us, isn't that great, just to be excited, what it's all about, well, there's one thing that remains, is your love for God, right, can we fix it there? Just take the little bit of the highs out of the out of the vocals there. Thank you very much. Here we go. Higher than the mountains that I face, stronger than the power of grace constant in trial and the change everybody there's one thing that remains just one thing remains your love never fails never gives up never runs out on me your love it never fails, never gives up, never runs out on me. Your love it never fails, never gives up, never runs out on me. Your love goes on and on and on and on. It goes. That's right. It overwhelms and satisfies my. Never ever, I'll never be afraid. You should never be afraid. Cause one thing remains for oh, your love. It never fails, never gives up, never runs out on me. Your love never fails, never gives up, it never runs out on me. Your love never fails, never gives up. Never runs out on me, your love. In death, in life, I'm confident and I'm covered by the power of your great love. My death is paid, and nothing that can separate us the power of your great love now at home here we go now your love 
up. It never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on me. Your love never fails, never gives up, and never runs out on me. It goes on and on and on and on it goes. It overwhelms and satisfies my soul. And you never, ever, ever be afraid. Because you know why? Because one thing remains. Sing with me now. Your love it never fails, never gives up. Never fails, never gives up, never runs out on me. Your love never fails, never gives up, and never runs out on me. Your love, your love, your love, your love. beautiful song and the message is beautiful as well the Lord loves us with an everlasting love his love never fails no matter what we do no matter what things we get ourselves into he still loves us isn't that good news amen hallelujah his love is not like our love his love is unconditional his love is continual and everlasting and never gives up never leaves us praise God amen well I want to take time right now to pray for the congregation and those of you that are at home on Facebook or YouTube, because uh, as you know, we're in a, a COVID season, and we need protection from this virus that is, you know, plaguing our country, and more importantly, in Southern California, LA County, the, 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 the cases keep rising, and uh, we have two people uh, that are on ventilators in the hospital, Ray Amadeo and Rudy Hermosillo. We want to pray for them especially and Gina, who is Rudy's husband, is at home as well. She's got minor symptoms. It's funny how some people have rougher symptoms than others, but nevertheless, we want to kill this virus and speak to it and have it dry up at the root. Amen? Amen. So if you join with me as we pray. Father, I just thank you for the, the church family here at New Heart and those that are watching. We ask you for your protection, Lord, that you would watch over us, that you would keep us uh, protected from any virus, any germ that would come near our dwelling. You said, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. So we thank you, Lord God, that we are the redeemed of the Lord, and we say so. And I thank you, Lord God, that you provided healing for us. So we pray for Ray in the hospital, Lord God. I thank you that you touch him with an everlasting touch, a touch of healing that will touch his body, Lord, and that he will rise again and be active and productive in the kingdom of God. We pray and believe for his complete and total recovery and healing in the name of Jesus. We pray for Rudy, uh, Lord, that is also on a ventilator, that, Lord, that you would raise him up so that he can be productive and be uh, an active part of this ministry here, active part of his family. We pray for Gina, Lord God, that you touch her body right now where she's at. I know she's listening, so, Father, I thank you that you touch Gina 
in the name of Jesus from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. And anyone that's out there that has family members or friends that are uh, down with this virus, we curse that virus. We command it to cease and desist from its maneuvers. I command it to dry up at the root. And I thank you for your healing virtue flowing through us. In Jesus' name, and all agreed said, amen. Praise the Lord. My son's going to give us some announcements. Hallelujah. I'm glad you made it out today. We pray that the weather would be, you know, acceptable. And it is. Sunday. I think the sun should always come out on Sunday. Amen. Praise God. Well, hello, everybody. Good morning, everybody. So good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Uh, we wanted to, I just wanted to note for you all, even though Rudy and Ray have, you know, COVID-19, they didn't contract it here at church. I just wanted to make everyone aware of that. You know, we've done a lot to make sure that we're safe here. Uh, we wear the masks. We do the social distancing. Um, we have no cases of, of community spread here at church. They contracted it elsewhere because... Um, one, Ray, they were able to identify where he got it from, and, and, and Rudy hasn't, he's been in the car and hasn't been out on the lawn, so we know that, um, you know, they didn't contract it here, so we just want to make, you know, make that clear for everybody, You're, you are safe here, but having said that, we do want to make sure that we're all following the guidelines, we want to make sure we're bringing our masks, we want to make sure we're bringing a chair, we want to make sure that we're staying six to ten feet apart, we want to make sure at all times, of any, from anyone who's not in your household, we want to make sure that when you wear your mask, you wear it over your nose and your mouth. Um, and remember, no direct contact. I know these elbow bumps are getting popular again. Let's, let's, let's not do that, okay? It's, it's not worth the, the risk, all right? So we just want to make sure that we stay safe. Uh, just be mindful of that. Just, you know, in light of everything that's going on, the cases have really skyrocketed here in L.A. County. Um, we actually legally could meet inside now, but, you know, we want to stay safe. So we've just made a decision that we're going to keep meeting outside because uh, it's safer that way, and we want to we keep everyone safe. So just want to give everyone all that good information. Today, just FYI, we're not going to have a toddler and elementary lesson because of Christmas. Uh, it was just a little too difficult to put one together for today, uh, but it will be back next week, I promise, all right? Uh, but we do have a youth and young adult lesson today. I'm very excited. Rebecca Geo is going to be, I'm going to be interviewing her, and I've got a lesson. I'm teaching it. I've got a special Christmas-themed lesson on Stick to Your Calling, so I'm very excited about that. Uh, it's all about that we all have a calling. We have a special talent. We've got to figure what that, uh, what that is through the Holy Spirit and the inner witness. And we're going to be playing a game with Rebecca today. It's the mystery box game. So she's going to have to put her hand into a box, and she's going to have to figure out what's in the box. Uh, and it could be anything. It could be uh, a snake. It could be a tarantula. It could be earthworms. Who knows what's it, what it's going to be. Uh, so definitely tune in. And the nice thing is, is everyone at home is going to be able to see the way we have it set up. You're going to be able to see what it is that she's touching or trying to touch. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I promise you that. So tune in today. And then also I wanted to tell you for tithing, if you want to give online, you can uh, go to New Heart 
www.newhope4u.com, and Bill's going to put that up on the screen. It's N-E-W-H-E-A-R-T, the number four, Y-O-U.com. Uh, and so you can give online. You can give your tithes in that red box right there, or your offering in that red box, or you can mail a check to 380 East Covina Boulevard, Covina, California, 91722. So now what we're going to do, um, I, I have a quick youth and young adult sermon for everybody. I hope you all in the parking lot can hear me. Hey, Sarai, it's good to see you. <laughs> uh, anyway, so today we've been, uh, I've been giving these uh, little lessons. Uh, I did UBU. I did uh, Don't Hate. I did, that was easy. Today, the little phrase that we're going to be talking about is be like Mike. Now, I know, okay, when I was younger, I remember everybody saying, be like Mike. But Michael Jordan used to be the best and most popular athlete when I was growing up. And everyone wanted to be like him. They would spend crazy amounts of money to buy uh, and wear their Air Jordans. They would, and maybe, I don't know, some people still probably wear Air Jordans. They would spend, uh, they would freak out if they got a tiny little dirty spot on their shoes. I remember when I was in school, one of the guys in my class, he even started crying when he found out Michael Jordan uh, was retiring from basketball. Um, these days, now, it could be, be like, whoa. It could be, be like LeBron. It could be uh, be like Steph Curry. It could be, for the ladies out there, I don't know, I, I actresses or singers, thanks, Matthew. Actresses or singers could be, be like uh, Taylor Swift or be like Zendaya or Ariana Grande. We have to be careful not to make idols for ourselves and put the creator or put the creation over the creator. Leviticus 26.1 says, You shall not make for yourselves idols, nor shall you set up for yourselves an image or a sacred pillar, nor shall you place a figured stone in your land to bow down to it, for I am the Lord your God. People worship idols these days in many different forms. Sometimes it's the money. Sometimes it's the fame. And sometimes it's personal accomplishment. Matthew 6, 19 through 20 says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. Sometimes we can worship an athlete, an actor, a singer, or a politician. Some of these people can do remarkable things like sing a song or dunk a basket. But we have to remember that they are all created by God and can only do those things because of the skill and talent that God gave them. How many times do you hear someone give glory to God after they dunk a basket? I mean, I guess sometimes you do after they win a championship, which is kind of nice when you hear that. Or how often do you hear a spectator say, praise the Lord after an amazing song on The Voice? How many times have you seen someone cry when someone accepts Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Mark 8.36 says, What good is it for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Now, don't get me wrong. In our family, we love the Dodgers, for example. We love that they won the World Series. I would watch the games with my parents, and my mom sort of treats all the players like they are her sons. If I even thought to say anything bad about one of the Dodgers players, like Cody Bellinger, 
who looked kind of ragged since he didn't get his hair cut all season, she'd kind of look at me over to the side and be like, don't you dare say anything bad to your brother. <laughs> um, but even though we love the Dodgers, we also know what's most important. We don't let the Dodgers impact our ability and willingness to serve others. We don't let it affect our behavior and how we view ourselves or treat others. We don't try to do things just like Clayton Kershaw or Justin Turner. We don't let those people affect our thinking or how we view or interpret the word of God. The most important thing for us is that we first and foremost be like Jesus. Not be like Mike, not be like Steph Curry, not be like LeBron, not like Ariana or Zendaya. Be like Jesus. That's what we strive for the most. That's where we invest the most of our treasure. That's where we invest the most of our time. We spend hours and hours every week preparing for service, getting Christmas gifts for all the kids, youth, and young adults at church, preparing sermons and lessons, preparing games and illustrations, because we want all of you to know the love of Jesus and understand the word of God and be able to share it with others. So I hope that was good food for thought. Ron has a song for us. And then my dad's going to give uh, his sermon. We're waiting for Ron. I'm not really sure where Ron is. Can someone get Ron for us? He's going to give us a song. But anyway, I hope that was helpful for you guys. Remember, be like Jesus. Our Lord and Savior, be like Jesus. Cry when someone accepts their Lord and Savior. Jesus is their Lord and Savior. is built on nothing less Jesus' blood and righteousness Cannot trust the sweetest dream Holy trust Jesus' name My hope is built on nothing less Jesus blood and righteousness dare not trust the sweetest frame holy trust in Jesus name cornerstone cornerstone Meek made strong, Savior's love. Through the storm, He is Lord, Lord of all. For darkness hides my face, I rest on His unchanging grace and every high and stormy gale my anchor holds within the veil 
Christ alone, cornerstone, the weak made strong, Savior's love, and through the storm, He is Lord, Lord of all. Alone, cornerstone, the weak made strong, and the Savior's love, and through the storm, He is love, He is Lord of all, Lord of Praise the Lord, saints. Well, some gifts you just have to wear. You know what I'm talking about? You want to be protected. Thank you, Vindy, for uh, giving me a shiner on my nose. Praise God. Amen. Well, now that we did that, praise God. Good to see everyone out weathering the storm. Not really that, that much of a storm. We're going to talk about storms today and how we get through them. So let's uh, bow our heads and pray. Father, we thank you that as we come before you today that we're able to navigate through the storms of life, that you're, you're going to direct us and guide us because you're with us and you've given us abilities and talents and you've given us your power and your Holy Spirit to overcome everything that we're facing. So Father, I just thank you that those that are hearing my voice today will do those things that are necessary to get to the other side. And I'll agree with that said. Amen. Now, we didn't uh, anticipate all that we were having to go through this year. Who would have ever imagined that 2020 would be the way it was? And, and we've had to uh, rely on God, still praise him for being with us during our tests and our trials. So the title of today's message is, Let's Go Over to the Other Side. You might say, what other side are you talking about, Pastor Chuck? I'm talking about the other side of where all the promises of God are waiting for us. But we have to get through the tests and the trials that come before us, the situations and circumstances that does so easily beset us. We have to know that God is with us and he's given us his power to overcome these things to reach our God-given destiny. Amen? He puts his plan in our hearts and we feel him as desires and inclinations. He gives us talents and abilities to accomplish these things, and he gives us the Holy Spirit to help us. Well, you might say, I don't have anything special. I don't have any outstanding qualities. Well, you may not be like Galileo who discovered some stars in the sky. You might not be like Michelangelo that, you know, carved a great sculpture. You might not be like uh, Mozart, the great musician, but you can... Uh, uh, find a star in a friend, amen? Find something good in somebody and let it come up. You can help sculpture somebody's life, amen? You can help direct someone in the music industry to make beautiful, mu uh, beautiful music. You don't have to be the greatest of all time, but do what you can where you're at with what you have, amen? Praise God. So 
What stands in our way, despite all of our inadequacies and, inadequacies and fears, are the storms of life, the situations that try to drag us down, the cares of this world. I was talking to Richard the other day, and we were talking about all the things that we have to go through during the week. It seems like you have one obstacle, and then little, you know, after you finish that one, you got another obstacle. It's kind of like running hurdles. And I used to run the 120 low hurdles in high school. And I know that after you get over one hurdle, you got to keep on running. You can't stop and say, oh, not another hurdle. No, you keep on running. You take it in stride. You have a good flow. And then you go over the, 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 the hurdles one by one till you get to the end. And then that's the end of the race. Then you can relax. It's like the Apostle Paul said. He said, I've run my course. I've finished my race. And now I await for the, the reward that God has for me. Amen? So don't think that you're ever going to get into a, a cruise, uh, you know, mode, but God is always helping us get through our situation. So can we relate to this scripture in the Bible about how we have to go through storms? Have anybody ever, you know, read about a storm that Jesus helped somebody with? So we're going to let Rosie read this scripture in Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. And I'm going to let her read it because, see, if I read it, I get caught up and I want to explain everything. So I'm going to let her read it uninterrupted from the beginning to the end. So, Rosie, if you would come up here. We call her Rosie the Reader because she, uh, she reads perfectly. Right, Rosie? I hope so. Hi, everyone. I'm reading from Mark 4, 35 through 41. On the same day when evening had come, he, Jesus, said to them, let us go over to the other side. See, that's, that, that's, that's what I'm talking, that's the title. Let's go over to the other side. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow, and they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not know, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him. Amen. Thank you, Rosie. So there's a lot of truths in this scripture that I want to share with you, and hopefully it'll help you in your daily life. And we see here that Jesus uh, was going across the storm, and he speaks a word to the disciples when it was calm. He said, let us go over to the other side. And, you know, that's a word from the Lord that Jesus didn't say, Let's try to get over to the other side, or I hope we can make it to the other side. When he says it, it's going to happen. And when he's spoken a word to you about what he wants you to do in your life, you have to believe that you're gonna, he's going to make it be fulfilled in your life despite the trials and tribulations that you're going through. They're temporary. They're, uh, you know, they're not as long-lasting as we think they are. When we're in a trial, we think we're never going to get out of it. But God said, I am with you always, even until the end of time. Amen? So... He said, let's go to the other side. And you know, like my mom used to say, we're going to the other side, no ifs, ands, or buts. Did your mom ever say that to you? We're going over to the other side, no matter what is going on. Now, the disciples thought, 
hey, it's calm sea. We got Jesus in the boat. What could possibly go wrong? It's kind of like, you know, when you went to Disneyland and you got in that ride. It's a small world. How calm that water was. It's a small world after all. And you're looking and go, this is not really a ride. Come on, this is just like a, a, a leisure tour. And that's what the disciples thought. We got Jesus in the boat. It's calm. What possibly could go wrong? Right? Well, uh, the storm came. A great storm came. And so, uh, also backtracking, there was other little boats that were following Jesus. And why were these little boats following Jesus? Because they wanted to be near Jesus. And you know what? There'll be some little boats following you too. There'll be some people that want to know how you uh, appropriate your faith in God, how you actually reach out and, and touch God. And they want to follow you. You have to be a good example to them. I've heard other pastors tell me, don't get so close to the congregation because they'll see your flaws. Well, I told them, well, if you have that many flaws, you probably shouldn't be pastoring. <laughs> and, and if you got a problem, straighten it out. Let them help you straighten it out. Amen? So, uh, so these little boats are following Jesus, and Jesus decides to take a nap. Why did he want to take a nap? Well, because he gets up early in the morning. He gets up a great while before day. On the fourth watch, which is between 3 and 6 o'clock, he goes out and he prays so he can, the day can be orchestrated for him by the Lord. Amen? So he decides to take a little rest. Now, it's interesting to think that Jesus is even able to rest. Why? He's got problems. He's got situations. You ever had it where you can't go to sleep because you got all these things that you're worried about? Well, Jesus, he had the Pharisees that were against him. They, they were questioning his teachings. They were ridiculing him. And, yay, they were even trying to kill him. <laughs> And, and, and all the while, he's trying to follow the lead of his father. He's also trying to train these disciples to tell him which way to go. And so he's sleeping. And while he's sleeping, a great windstorm. Say, great windstorm. And the waves were beating on the boat. And so the water was in the boat, filling it up. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they woke him, said, teacher, don't you care that we're perishing? Now, I don't know how soundly Jesus sleeps. I don't know how soundly you sleep. Uh, but, you know, some people, you just can't wake up. Have you, have you ever, my son was that way when he was young. We, we couldn't wake him up. The alarm went off, nothing. He didn't move. We would yell at him, son, time to get up, nothing. We'd go and shake him, nothing. I went out and I told my wife, I go, if a bomb dropped, you know, we couldn't wake this guy up. <laughs> so I don't know how soundly Jesus slept, and then I also don't know how coherent he was when he woke up. You, you ever wake up and you wonder, where am I? How, how, what time is it? What day is it? What am I supposed to do? Where am I? And then some people wake up grumpy. You know anybody like that? Don't look around. Okay, they wake up grumpy. They don't want to be bothered with silly questions. So when the disciples wake him up and say, don't you care that we're perishing? I'm sure he's thinking, don't you care that we are perishing? Do you think that the Son of God would come down to earth and, be, and die in a boat from the sea that he created? That he, he's got things to do. He's got to go to the other side and uh, uh, free a demonic guy that's possessed with a demon. He's got to go help uh, blind Bartimaeus. He's got to, the, wish, the woman with the issue of blood. He's got things to do. He's got to go to the cross as well. But guess what? You got things to do too. 
God wants to get you to your God-given destiny, what you're supposed to do. So don't let these little tests and trials foul you up or, fool, or keep you from doing what God has called you to do. Praise God. And then they say, don't you care that you're perishing? And, you know, I would have had it. If I was Jesus, I would say, don't you care? Well, what do you mean, don't I care? I came down from heaven, went through the virgin birth, spent all this time here. I'm going to go to the cross and die uh, with torture beyond comprehension, and you ask me, don't I care? Of course, that w- we asked Jesus the same thing, you know. And the Bible says, if God did not spare his own son but delivered him up, how much more by him will he freely give us all things? Come on, talk to me. Amen? If he gave us his son, when we ask him for something, why would he withhold anything? He says he will not withhold any good gift from us. So we can ask. So uh, Jesus is better than me because I, I, I would have had it with these guys. You know, the sun, the storm suddenly comes and the winds start pushing against the boat. The waves start rocking the boat. The water starts flooding in. And the disciples say, man, we're in trouble. We better call on Jesus. And they can't understand, Jesus, how come you're not awake? Don't you feel the wind pushing on the boat? Don't you feel the waves crashing in on us? Don't you see the water in the boat? Where are you, Jesus? Do we have that same question? Jesus, do you see what I'm going through here? Can you help me? Where are you? You're sleeping. Now, I noticed this. When Jesus woke up, he didn't even talk to the disciples. He didn't even say, you know, guys, calm down. It's going to be all right. What did he do? He addressed the situation. He didn't even pray to his father. He spoke to the wind, and, and he rebuked it, the Bible says. What does that mean? When you rebuke something, what? That's of the devil, isn't it? The wind was of the devil, and he rebuked it. You might have some wind in your life. You might have some devils that are upsetting you. Might be your neighbor, your boss, your family member, somebody that you need. There's something behind them that is causing them to be the way they are. You need to rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Amen. And then he said to the sea, peace, be still, calm down. You shouldn't be acting like that. We have to do that in our situations. We have to address situations of people that are upsetting us, situations that are confronting us. We have to say, uh, I rebuke you, not to their face, but to that spirit, and say, peace, be still. Praise God. So he he didn't talk to the disciples. He spoke to the situation, to the wind and the sea. And it's the same thing for us. And they said to him, or Jesus said to them, where is your faith? What does that mean, where is your faith? Did, they want, did he want them to wake him up earlier? Or did, he, did they want him to know that he was going to do it? No. This is, this is a concept that most people miss. Most Christians miss this concept. Jesus wanted them to speak to the ocean and to the wind. He, he, he didn't want to have... It's okay he, for him to do it, but he spoke a word, said, let us cross over to the other side. Let's go to the other side. That means that we're supposed to go to the other You guys are supposed to speak. Remember when he, uh, the, 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 um, the 5,000 were there and they had nothing to eat? What did Jesus say? You feed them. You multiply the loaves and the fishes. Well, how could they do that? Well, in the Old Testament, Elijah did it. Elijah multiplied the loaves and the fish. So he wanted them to do it. So the Bible says in Mark eleven twenty three and 24, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. 
So we don't talk to God about our problem. We talk to the problem about our God. We let the power of God, you know, fill us with his power to speak to situations and cause them to change. That's why when we talk about the coronavirus, we don't say, oh, God, heal us. Oh, God, you know, uh, uh, bring us health. We say, virus, you stop operating in our, bo- in our body. We command you to cease and desist from your maneuvers. We command health and healing. Body, calm down. Repair yourself. Rise up in the name of Jesus. Amen? Now, I have to do this with my own body. Uh, situations come. You know, the lymphoma tries to come back. I keep talking. Okay, uh, uh, lymphoma, I command you to dry up at the root. I command you to die and shrivel up, just like Jesus spoke to the fig tree. He said, you will no longer have any fruit. And then the disciples were amazed the next day. They go, it's dried up. It's withered. Jesus wants us to do that. See, because the disciples said, what manner of man is this? It's the same manner of man that God wants you to be. He wants you to take authority over situations. He wants you to be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. He's given us power and dominion over all the works of his hands. Amen? This is exciting. God's put power in our mouth, in our tongue. Uh, Life and death are in the power of your tongue. And they that love it will speak it. Amen? So we have to do that. We have to be... uh, able to take authority and take charge over situations. Praise the Lord. So we have to see ourselves on the other side of the sickness, on the other side of the storms of life. We have to believe that God is going to take us through because, you know, a lot of people, you know, and lately have been committing suicide because that is a temporary solution to a long, uh, long problem. Amen. Why, why, why do you, you know, don't get caught up in the, in the what, what do you call it, the interim and, and not look at the whole, whole scale of things. And we have to know that. I, I, you know, I felt like, okay, like maybe I should just check out now. Well, maybe, you know, th- this, you know, I've done enough already. Let's just, you know, depart. And then it just, <laughs> it reminds me, I say, wait a minute. If I did that, I know the Lord would not be happy with me. And I would be facing him right face to face. And he'd be saying, what are you doing here? I go, oh, well, I don't know. I just thought it was time to come up. No, 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 no. Go back down there. I don't want to try that, but <laughs> that's probably what he would say to me. Because, you know, you have a, a, a destiny that God wants you to fulfill through you. He wants you to reach and touch people. And this is just a test, this life. Did you know that? This is just a test to see how much uh, we love him, to bring other people to uh, his kingdom. We, have, we still have work to be done. You know, every time, you know, a- after my sickness, I go like, well, maybe this is the end of it. And, and so every time that I would witness or minister to somebody, I say, well, yeah, I guess I got it. That's one that I wouldn't have had if I would have gone home, you know. So you have to think about that. Everything that you can do and, and change in life, God wants to use you. So the thing, the reason why, Jesus didn't tell the disciples or talk to them when the storm came because he had already told them what he was going to do. He, he already told them that they were going to go to the other side. And it kind of reminds me uh, of my parents who are old school. How many have had old school parents? Amen. So, so what did they tell you when you're going to go into a store? They said, we're going into the store. Don't touch anything. Don't ask for anything. 
and you're not going to get anything. And if you went into that store and you touched or asked for something, they'd say, didn't I tell you that don't you, you're not supposed to ask for anything? You're not supposed to touch anything. You're not going to get anything. We're just going in to get some things, and, and that's it. We're leaving. So guess what? When we go through a test and trial, God is telling us the same thing. Didn't I tell you before we got started that if your enemy showed up, that no weapon formed against you shall prosper? Glory to God. Didn't I tell you before this shutdown, I will supply your every need according to my riches and glory? Didn't I tell you when things don't, things don't go well, that all things would work together for the good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose? Didn't I tell you this? The Lord says, what, didn't I tell you that what the devil meant for harm, God is going to turn around for your good? Didn't I tell you that weeping may endure for a moment, but joy comes in the morning? Didn't, didn't I tell you all these things? Didn't I tell you that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength? They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. Didn't I tell you all these things? Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. So that's what we have to do. We have to follow in what God has set up for us. And see, these situations are just meant for God to show himself strong. That when you rely and trust and depend upon him, he shows himself strong. And you go, what a mighty God we serve. Amen? What a mighty God we serve. Praise God. Say that. What a mighty God we serve. So we have to be able to say that when we're in the storm. We can't fold like the disciples did and get all fearful. Jesus said, what? Why are you so fearful? Where is your faith? I've had the Lord actually speak that to me one time. So where is your faith? What, what, why aren't you believing me? Why are you giving up? Of course, nobody out here feels that way, but you know. <laughs> sometimes that does come when you look at the situations you look at the storms you look at oh my gosh this is insurmountable there's no way we can get through this but God says don't give up believe in me and I will bring it to pass amen so let's bow our heads as we pray Father, I thank you that we can be encouraged with these words, that even though the storms of life come our way, we're able to overcome them because of your power, your grace, and your words to us. So mighty are your words, Lord God, that we keep them and we, we, we treasure them in our heart and know that you will surely bring it to pass. You watch over your word to perform it in our lives. So we thank you, Father, that we're doing those things that you've called us to do without hesitation, without frustration, and without reservation. We trust and believe in you. So for this, we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, uh, we always offer up a, a prayer to those of you that have not accepted the Lord, do not have his relationship in your heart. So you can pray that this way. Say, Father God, I thank you for your son, Jesus. He died for my sins, paid the price for my redemption. I ask you to come into my life, be Lord of my life, and guide me all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you say, you know, I've kind of strayed away. I haven't been following the Lord. You can rededicate yourself right now. Just repeat after me. Say, Father God, I come back to you. I come back to your grace, to your mercy, and to your love. Receive me now, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.
himself in light darkness tried to hide trembles in his voice trembles in his voice how great is our God sing with me how great is our God and all will see in his hands beginning and the end beginning and the end the God had three in one Father, Spirit, Son the Lion and the Lamb the Lion and the Lamb how great is our God. Sing with me, our great is our God. How great. 